Welcome to The You Relationship, a podcast all about your relationship with yourself. My name is Aria Yaguarete, and I am a heart guide, helping you shift from pain to possibility. I'm also your host, and I'm pretty excited about today's episode. I'm doing something different, which is kind of cool. I'm also live streaming on TikTok as I record this podcast episode. So we'll see how that pans out. I'm sure it'll go really well. Um, It has now been a couple of weeks since I launched the breakthrough sessions and roadmaps, and it has been so, so incredible to see people booking in and what is coming up in these sessions. It's so powerful and shifting and to be able to give people roadmaps to take away into their lives, apply to their lives and create change and create transformation and create the lives that they desire is just an absolute gift. And every day I'm reminded of what a gift this life actually is and how grateful I am for all of the big challenging life experiences that I had and that they were they they brought me exactly to where I am now and that this podcast got created in the interim. I don't know where I would be. Well, I have some ideas if I had stayed in my marriage, if I had never had my miscarriage, if I had stayed in my marriage, if I had stayed in my super successful corporate career, but here I am living in a small town in the mountains. And honestly, it feels like every day is a gift and life continues to just become better and better. So if you're interested in booking a breakthrough session and roadmap, you can do that on my website or send me a message on Instagram, send me an email if you have any questions and I'm more than happy to share more about that with you. If you want the link, it's mariajuswin.com forward slash breakthrough. So for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how you got to stop running. You got to stop running from the things that you don't want to deal with, from the painful experiences, from the difficult conversations, because only when you stop running is when the healing begins. So I am quite well versed when it comes to running away from my problems. You know, when you have like a fight or flight mechanism, mine is definitely more in the flight or hiding my head in the sand and pretending it's not happening. Um, So I very much know this tendency. I know it comes up for a lot of you. So that is what today's episode will be about. I hope you enjoy. So when I came up with the title for this podcast episode, The Healing Begins When You Stop Running, I was wondering how many of you would get triggered by that. How many of you would be like, no, I'm never going to stop running. I don't want to face my shit. I want to stay far away from it. I don't want to feel this stuff. It feels so much better to just not have to look at it and disassociate from it or hide from it or whatever your coping mechanisms might be. I completely, completely get it. I definitely have those tendencies. I've had them 
my entire life. And yeah, I grew up really learning that you just don't really talk about the hard things or you don't really resolve the hard things. So a lot of the experiences I had in my childhood, there was never a solution that was offered. It was just kind of like bad things would happen and you just move on with your life and you deal with it because that's how it goes. So growing up in an alcoholic household and not having a lot of stability and certainty, um, there was a lot of unspoken things going on and I don't really know how to cope. Um, so what I would do is I would dive into my music. I would, my music in terms of the music I would listen to, I would go out, hang out with friends. I would eat. Um, I actually started smoking cigarettes at a pretty early age at 12 years old. I was smoking cigarettes and buying packs at 13. So there were a lot of behaviors that I was exhibiting that involved running and not facing and not dealing with what was in front of me. Now that's completely understandable when you are a child or you are a teenager, you just don't know any better unless someone shows you or someone guides you. And that I'm compassionate to myself for, but those tendencies continued later on into my adult life. So I wanted to make a podcast episode about it because I see it time and time again with, with clients, with friends, And it's really important that we basically learn to reparent ourselves and be with what's going on within us instead of running from it. So I'm going to be talking about that today. And I really hope that this podcast episode is a transformative one for you, or at least gives you a little bit of food for thought as to how you could potentially start doing things differently for yourself. So as I mentioned before, grew up in a household where there wasn't a ton of emotional stability. There was a lot of things that were unsaid. So learned the coping mechanisms that I did in my childhood and then going, growing up, I continued to not want to face my, my, my pain. I really didn't want to feel my pain. I just wanted it to stop. I think most people don't want to feel their pain. It's like as humans, our egos are programmed to keep us from suffering. Right. But yet as a human, naturally what comes with being on this planet is suffering. And I get it. If you don't want to feel your pain, you don't want to feel your suffering. I completely understand that. It's definitely probably the least fun part about being a human, but at the same time, it is a part of it. And there's actually a lot of gifts that come with your pain, um, which I'll be talking about in this episode. So growing up and, you know, becoming an adult and things like that, like I had a lot of repressed anger and that repressed anger would leak out leak out in different ways. So usually through passive aggression, through judgment of others, through putting up walls and not wanting to really just allow people in because I didn't trust people. I didn't feel safe because I was constantly just running away from everyone and everything. But most of all, I was running away from myself. So when we have these tendencies of not feeling 
our pain and not feeling our truth and not looking at what's in front of us, we end up hurting ourselves. You know, you may have some stories around, well, if I confront this issue, then I'm going to hurt the person that I need to confront it with, or I might suffer in the, in the interim or whatever it might be. And I get it. That's uncomfortable and that's scary, but it's also absolutely necessary for you to feel it and for you to move past it and for you to clear it out of your system and create new possibility for the situation, for your life, for yourself. So first and foremost, when it comes to really facing your pain and being with your pain and and facing the truth is stop making it wrong. Whatever it is that you are going through and experiencing Stop making it wrong that you are suffering. Stop making it wrong that the situation is the way that it is. Because the second you put judgment on it, you're giving it power. And you're almost becoming a victim in the circumstance of like, this is wrong and I shouldn't feel this way. And like, life sucks or the world sucks or whatever it is. But ultimately, you're just in the energy, continuing the energy of feeling like a victim and feeling upset and making it wrong. And there isn't a ton of opportunity that comes in that because when you're in the negative, you're pretty much stuck in the spiral of it. And you're going to also be attracting more negativity. That's what the law of attraction states. And that's ultimately what happens. I have other podcast episodes that speak to that and talk to that as well. So stop making it wrong and start offering yourself some self-compassion, offering yourself compassion for feeling the way that you do, for being in the situation that you are and giving yourself that empathy and that compassion just ah, to really give yourself the love that you are actually desiring. And When you stop labeling something as wrong and just allowing it to be what it is, instead of it being good or bad, it is what it is. Yes, I'm in pain right now. Yes, I'm suffering. It's okay that I'm suffering. I like that happens. It's my human experience, but I'm not going to make it wrong and I'm just going to be with it. And the next step is so, so fucking important when it comes to really healing and shifting from being in a painful place to a place of possibility is feeling your pain and feeling your emotions to the fullest. I know that probably sounds really unappealing to you. That's a lot of the running that I did in my life is causing me to now feel some of the pain that I never felt in my childhood or never felt in my teenage years or never felt in my twenties because I didn't feel safe to. So here I am at 36 feeling and mourning experiences that I had when I was 12 years old. So feeling it looks like creating a space where you can do it safely and without projecting it onto others. Um, so not making what, how you're feeling wrong. Doesn't matter if you're angry or sad or grief stricken or whatever it is, that's your truth. And that deserves to be honored. But what you can do is create a sacred space for you to feel it. And what that looks like is 
finding somewhere you can go where you won't be interrupted, where nobody else is going to be affected by your emotions, not your pets, not your family, not your children, not your colleagues. It can be in your car. It can be in a room in the house. It can be outside in the middle of the woods. One of my favorite places to express my anger is actually on the top of mountains. And I live in British Columbia, where we have a lot of mountains, where you can just yell, or I can just yell at the top of my lungs. So you want to find a space and make a space where you give yourself permission to access those emotions. You can put on some music if you want, if that helps you feel certain things. In the past, I've gone to songs like Rage Against the Machine, or artists like Rage Against the Machine, who I used to listen to growing up as a teenager in one of my angriest and most depressed states. And that really helps bring up a lot of the anger, you know, headbanging can, can bring that out and put on some music or don't put on some music, um, and give yourself permission to feel what's coming up for you without controlling it, without diminishing it, without making it wrong. If you're really angry, you know, you don't want to be punching holes through walls. You don't want to hurt yourself. So you can, punch a pillow. Or one of my favorite things to do is to grab a plastic bat and just beat the shit out of my bed with it. And as you allow these emotions to come through, eventually it stops for that set amount of time, right? You're actually clearing it. You're actually moving it through. So just keep accessing it. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Don't make it wrong. Breathe into it. And just allow yourself to feel it because the only way to actually heal is to feel your emotions. There is no other way. You can't bypass it. Feeling emotions is a natural human function and it's really important. Why do you think, you know, tears come out of our eyes or sounds come out of us when we're upset because our body is moving the energy through and releasing it. And when we don't feel our emotions and we don't express our emotions, the energy actually gets stuck in our bodies and stuck energy in your body can create health problems. It actually creates like trauma in your body. Um, so it affects your health. Unprocessed emotion is a massive cause for a lot of health issues out there and feeling it is how you can move it through and without making it wrong and not giving it a limit of like, okay, I'm going to do one anger release and all my anger is gone. Like, no, it can take months. It can take weeks. It can take years. It can take hours and there's nothing wrong with any of it, but keep giving it space um, and stop making it wrong. Now, once you're able to like move this shit through you, then you're not being affected by your emotions, right? Because something that we forget is that the emotions that we feel or repress, sorry, not the ones that we feel, the ones that we repress, then start affecting our everyday lives. Then it starts leaking out, right? So some of the things that I had mentioned earlier is like, I used to be like quite passive aggressive, right? So my anger was leaking out in that way, or I'd get really angry at my pets or, um, you know, whatever it is for you. I'm sure you've seen how your anger can project on to others and your emotions can project onto others. So really important that, um, you feel it, then you have a clean slate to be like, okay, I've felt this. So after you do your, um, let's call it 
sacred emotional release. Now you're like, okay, now I can fucking breathe. Now my emotions aren't like choking me and controlling me. Now, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from the situation that made me upset? Or what can I learn from my pain? And maybe all you're learning is, you know what? That felt really good. And what I'm learning is that I don't feel my emotions enough. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's, wow, I've been holding that in a really long time. And I've been angry at a lot of people who actually have done nothing really wrong. Um, Maybe what you learn from it is... I need to make a change or something needs to change. Like maybe it's, I, I can't be in this relationship anymore. It's not, it's not serving me. So in order for you to really grow and progress, you got to feel uncomfortable. You can't like you, I wish, I so wish it could be different, but you really have to feel your shit and be uncomfortable with what comes up even what actions and lessons come from it, it can all be very uncomfortable for you, especially if you're not used to feeling this stuff. And that's okay. Because the more that you feel these things, you more that you express them, the more you'll be able to actually get to the root of what this, like what the original root is of your anger, of your sadness. And when you get to the root, you can ask yourself, or maybe just ask yourself this question, you know, beforehand or after you express some anger or or grief or whatever your emotions are and ask, when did I first feel this? So reflect back on your life, look back on your childhood and ask, when was the first time I felt this strong of an emotion? When's the first time I felt disappointment? When's the first time I felt grief? Maybe your hamster had passed away and your parents just threw it in the garbage and you weren't even given and bought you a new one and you weren't even given the space to really grieve and honor the death of your hamster. And now as life goes on and people go away or people pass away, you just like keep reliving even more grief that's just been building over time because you were never taught how to process it. So going back to your childhood and asking yourself, and maybe it's not your childhood, maybe it's something that happened later in your life. When did I first feel this? And it's like, okay, shit, I probably have some work to do around that. There's probably some aspects of that situation that happened that I need to look at and that I need to process and that I need to feel Um, and also learn from, right? Like there's, if you're not going to do the reflection, it's really hard to learn from it. So when you move the emotions through and look at what's in front of you and feel it, then it gives you the opportunity to get to the root issue and heal that and work with that and bring the power back to you versus giving the power away to these emotions that you don't want to feel. So One of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself is, especially when you are not feeling well, especially when you are upset in some way, or there's some emotions coming up and you don't know what to do with them, or a bad situation has come up in your life, you know, we're going to label it as bad. Let's call it an uncomfortable or painful situation. Asking yourself, what do I need right now? What do I need in this moment? Do I need 
to feel safe? Do I need to feel loved? Do I just need to relax? Do I need to um, take a bath? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to cry some more? Do I need to journal? Do I need to reflect? Do I need to talk to a friend? Perhaps you know, you're able to take it further. Like, what do I need in my life right now? Well, what does safety look like for me? Maybe safety looks like moving out of the neighborhood that you're in because you feel really unsafe in it. Maybe it looks like having a partner or having your existing partner speak their truth to you and create space that allows you to express yourself without them making you wrong or without them shutting you down. Right. So as you bring these things to the surface and start asking, like, what do I need in this moment and what do I need in my life? Then you are in a more empowered space because you're being given actions and um, lessons and opportunities for you to act on and take the power back to yourself. And that's when you can start making beautiful life changes. You know, I started asking myself that question and I was basically asked to change everything in my life. I was asked to leave my marriage. I was asked to leave my six figure corporate job. I was asked to move across the country to a small town in the mountains. That was all because I was checking in with, okay, what do I need and what would feel good for me right now? Like what what would feel good on like a deeper heart level, not just like what feels good. It's deeper than that. Clearly leaving my marriage didn't feel good in the moment, but there was an inner knowing within me that knew that I needed to do this because I didn't feel safe. And I was recreating my childhood household, not with the addiction piece, but with the anger piece in my marriage. And I was about to bring children into a household and into a dynamic that was honestly toxic and would be pretty destructive for, for these kids as well. So I didn't have a child yet at that point, but we are trying to get pregnant. So it's uncomfortable. It was really, and I can relate. It was really uncomfortable for me to face the reality of my relationship. It was really tough for me to face the reality of my career that I had worked, you know, 15 plus years on, it was really hard. It continues to be hard to face some of the truth, some of my loneliness that comes up, some of my, reg- uh, I don't really do regret, but some of my grief that comes up over miscarrying, you know, there's always things that will come up, but what's important is not letting them be wrong and allowing yourself to feel the things, to work with the things and ask yourself, instead of running, let me stay Let me feel this. Let me feel my emotions fully and then decide like, okay, what's best? What's best for me? What is needed? What actions can I take? I have a really awesome free workbook called the portal of possibility that actually takes you through working with your pain and into a state of creation and manifesting and calling in the life that you desire it. They go hand in hand. It's a part of their journey. And you can't skip over feeling the pain part, but it will help you so much because it'll also really help you connect in with who you truly are, what your deepest needs are, what you are feeling called to do, to express and to be in the world. 
And it actually makes some of your dreams, well, all of your dreams that much more accessible because you're no longer carrying the weight of your past. You're no longer burdened by these emotions that you don't want to feel. You're like, okay, whatever I'm feeling, whatever I need is valid and I'm going to look at it. Whatever is facing me in my life right now, as uncomfortable as it is, as challenging as it might seem, like I will stand here and I will be with it and I will find a solution. I can do this. But when you're caught up in the stories about it being wrong and you're caught up about being a victim in it and you're caught up in your emotions about it, then not a whole lot is going to change and watch how quickly the time will pass and you're still stuck and you're more miserable. And who knows, you know, you've probably developed some coping mechanisms that aren't overly supportive of you or, or healthy. So that's what I wanted to share with you on today's podcast episode. If you're experiencing something, you know, Oh, how can I describe it? Something that's really kept you stuck and kept you feeling defeated and you don't know how to move through it. I always invite you to check out that portal of possibility workbook. It's free. You can just download it on my website and you can also book a breakthrough session and roadmap with me. And I can connect with you on a deeper level, connect with your spirit guides, connect with your energetic body, connect with your past loved ones and channel and receive the wisdom, uh, and the guidance of what will help you move through this so that you don't have to doubt and question if you're making the right choices or the right decisions, you will have a roadmap laid out for you that you can work with and apply to your life. Um, so yes, thank you so, so very much for listening to this show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you feel like this could help someone else, feel free to share it. And thank you. I love you. You're amazing. And talk to you next week.